Welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. Well, I was off last week and didn't make one. It was Memorial Day weekend, and we went on a little trip and was gone on Sunday, and so, and then Monday we were busy, and I just said, forget it for the week, but I'm back this week. It was a beautiful trip, and it reminded me of how much beauty there is in this world. We went to a place called Dogwood Canyon, and it had waterfalls, and it had some animals like elk and bison and deer. We didn't see any of the deer. But it was a great trip. It was peaceful. It was quiet. There was a spring-fed creek or stream running through it that had lots of trout in it, even golden trout. And that was a very good time. And then in the rest of the week after getting back, we prepared to keep the grandkids. And we went up and stayed at their house and watched them. And we took them to the zoo and we took them to the park. And we just did different things with them. And that was a fun experience. But in the midst of all of this, at the end of the week, we had the great climactic saving of the world. Because America, after all, is the savior of the world. Because if we collapse, the whole world will collapse. Or at least that's what they were telling us. Or that's how they sounded, because... Everybody bases the fact that the dollar is strong, and if we default on our debt, then it'll be a domino, and everybody will default on their debt, and they'll do all this crazy stuff. So we were saved. Congress and them butted their heads together, huffed and puffed, and they blew the budget house down. Well, they didn't really blow anything down. They blew it up. And I was disappointed in one of our senators because he came back, well, we got to win. We trimmed the deficit, yeah, over 10 years, but you didn't cut spending. So you didn't really cut the deficit because you're going to keep spending. And if you can't figure that out, I know he's a good business person because he runs a business and it's successful. Or he did. Now, someone else is running it now while he's off being a senator. But the ridiculousness of all of this argument, and it just reminded me of the stupidity of mankind to look at things. I mean, it's a simple fact. If you make $100 and you spend $200, you are 100 in the hole. If you make $100 and you spend $300, you're now 300 in the hole because you were already 100 in the hole and you went 200 more in the hole. You can't catch that up. Now, what a lot of people don't understand, and I didn't understand for a long time until I started looking at economics and reading and studying things my son, or at least one of them, turned me on to reading, is that, yeah, inflation goes up, but your money's not worth as much. Things cost more. People quit spending. And that can bring the debt down, but it really doesn't help anybody except the people at the top. And, you know, we fall for that every time. And we think we're doing good. But when you look at it, they're still spending on military. And my son's in the military, and I respect everyone that's ever served in the military. But, you know, they're not in charge of what happens. They follow orders, and I respect that. I respect what they've done for our country to make us safe and secure. But sometimes those people over them that are giving them orders are just plumb stupid. And they provoke things that then cost the lives of our most precious commodity, which are our children, the future. So don't think I'm upset with the military. I'm upset with the idiotic leaders at the top they keep spending money, and they spend the money so they can say they can deter, but sometimes their determent 
is provocation because they keep poking and pushing and saying, oh, but if we don't do this, we won't deter them. Well, if they don't do it and the other side doesn't do anything, do you really need deterrence? Or to keep your power, do you need to keep poking them so they'll make statements and then you can come back, see, I told you, they're upset. They're, they're doing this. It's just a game. It's just like the same company that makes fuzzbusters used to make radars for the police. I don't know if that's still true, but it was true in the past. So they'd make a new fuzzbuster that would beat the radar, and then guess what? they got to sell the police a new radar so they can detect all this stuff. And that's just how it is sometimes with governments. And so I thought about that. But today, a different conversation came up. And it was a conversation, and I kind of came unwound because my friend said, gun violence. And I just deplore that term. Because guns cannot be violent without a human behind them. And then my friend said, well, they said targeted gun violence. Well, I can kind of buy that because, yes, they targeted somebody and they used a gun. But could you not have targeted human violence using a gun using a knife, using a hammer, using a car, using explosives, using all kinds of things. My point being that it is targeted human violence, no matter the tool of violence that you use. And until you can curb the quest, the idea that I have the right, because what I feel and what I need from you is more important than you, it really doesn't matter. Somebody will find a tool of some kind. If it's a gun, a knife, a car, explosives, I don't really know what it would be, but they will find a way, just like Cain and Abel. Let's go back to that. I know a lot of people don't like Christian stories because they don't believe in Jesus and the Bible. But whether you believe in Jesus or Bible, this story has a good point. What was it that so upset Cain that he killed Abel? Well, that his sacrifice wasn't accepted, that he felt he wasn't good enough. And what did his brother do that was so much better than him? Who was he to say, who was God to say, that his brother was better? And so out of jealousy and out of anger, and out of thinking that he should have been accepted for what he did, he picked up a rock and he smacked him in the head and he killed him. And you know, that's really the problem today. It's the anger and the animosity that we have in the world. It's also the fact in this world that we believe that our feelings and our truth is more valuable than the other person right across from us that we have more right to our truth than they have to theirs. I just got through watching Hacksaw Ridge again, and it kind of illustrates what I'm saying from an end scene when I don't know if it was the captain or what his rank was, but he did not want him in his unit, and he did everything he could to get him out of the unit. And even the colonel tried to get him out, and yet in the end, this man named Desmond Doss saved that colonel. And in the end, he saved 75 men, 
while not carrying a gun, but going into gunfire and in the midst of battle and hauling, and he threw them over the edge and lured them down, and he saved those lives. And at the end, he said, the captain, I think it was, I think that was his rank, said, I misjudged you. You're one of the bravest men I've ever known. And, you know, that's the thing sometimes. We misjudge people. We misjudge them by their labels. We misjudge somebody sometimes in America because of what happened on 9-11 simply if they're a Muslim. And we decide that they don't like us. Or like the Muslim that was in jail and I would carry him a prayer rug and his got desecrated and I carried him another and he looked at me and said, you hate me. And I said, why? And he said, well, I'm a Muslim and you're a Christian. And I said, no, I don't hate you. I have a theological difference with you. I have some agreement with you. But in the end of how things turn out and who's in charge and who's God, yeah, we have a disagreement. But I don't hate you. Someone who doesn't look like me, I don't hate them. I may not understand them. I may even think they're wrong in their approach to life and their worldview. But I wish them no ill. I don't want to kill them or hurt them in any way. I don't want to limit their life in any way. But in the world we live in today, it's you believe my truth and you support my truth or you're against me and hate me. And that's never been true in life. It's never been true that you hate somebody simply because you don't agree with them. Another thing in the movie was he asked this, Desmond Dost asked the young lady to marry him before he went, and she looked at him and said she would marry him, and then said, I'll never be disappointed in you. But when he got ready to go to the army before asking to marry him, she looked at him after that question and answering she would, and said, I love you, but I don't like you much like now. And you know, that's how it is in life. We can love people like God called us to love them, but we don't have to like them. We don't have to like their ideas or agree with them. And so I guess in the long run, what I want you to understand from this lesson today is that don't put people in categories such as they did Desmond Doss, that he didn't want to carry a gun, so he was a coward. Or don't put that person that might look different from you, whether it be a different ethnicity that you would call black or Indian or Chinese or Japanese or whatever ethnicity it is. Don't look at them and think because of something done in the past by their ethnic group that you need to hate them because you probably don't even know them, just like they didn't know Desmond Doss and who he really was as a person and why he wanted to serve. He even said it, if the world was trying to tear itself apart, wouldn't it make sense that somebody in it would want to try to put part of it back together? And that's what he wanted to do as a medic. So this week, as you think about it, just get to know people. Don't look at them and make decisions, whether it's over their tattoos, the length of their hair, the color of their skin, the accent of their speech. Get a chance to know them, or even their religion. You might find you have more in common than you think. So that's what I want to tell you this week. Look at people and get to know them before you judge them. Blessing, protection, and favor until we meet again.